Hi everyone, I'm Amanda. And I'm Audrey. Welcome back to another episode of the Not So Model Minority Podcast. Our topic this week is something we think everyone has and maybe so experienced today, Mm -hmm. which is navigating in a world full of unrealistic beauty ideals. Right. I think everyone can relate and recognize that social media and like everyday interactions perpetuate these sort of insecurities and Mm. unrealistic ideals, right? But today we won't be going into the ideals itself. Instead, we're going to explore ideas that we've come across on ways we can actively choose not to buy into these standards Mm, yeah exactly so we're also very excited that we have a really special guest joining us here today welcome karina hey karina hi guys thank you so much for having me i'm so delighted to be (laughs) welcomed into this amazing podcast oh thank you we're glad to have you um do you want to introduce yourself Okay. okay so my name is karina i've been living in london for five years now with a one-year break when I went to Vancouver Mm. for an exchange abroad. Mm, Fun. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm Amanda's flatmate. So hi. Yeah. (laughs) So I think this is a great topic to have a discussion about Mm -hmm. because we literally cannot escape beauty standards, be it from our family, our friends. And I realized that the beauty, like cosmetic industry, literally profits from our insecurities because Mm. they're selling all these products yeah you're right so yeah it's important to be aware of that i Mm -hmm. think yeah that's true it's definitely an inescapable thing but i think one thing that we want to highlight is also that this is not a how-to so we Mm -hmm. we're super aware that everyone experiences things differently and there's no one solution that fits for all right so today's episode is more about telling you guys about some of the ideas or some of the methods that we have come across and thought Mm. was quite useful and quite fresh and hopefully (laughs) one of them would resonate to one of you guys. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Let's just get into it. So perhaps a good place to start would just be to quickly share to our listeners, especially our non-Asian listeners, what in your experience have the classic Asian beauty standards looked like? Yeah, that's a good place to start. So I think having lighter skin is something that is very common in Asia. Right. Because colorism, I think, is a big thing. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And there's also, like, the desire to be super, super thin, right? Especially Mm. in Korean or East Asian, Taiwanese, Chinese beauty standards. There's a lot of pressure to be under 50 kilograms, no matter what your height is. That's crazy. That's so... No, it's so crazy. Like, all my cousins in Taiwan... They're the same height as me, but they're like 45 kilograms and they're just definitely underweight. But that is what is considered to be beautiful there. Mm. Interesting, yeah. That's so interesting. And I think a lot of um, the Indonesian beauty standards as well is that they prefer bigger eyes. Yeah. And they like thinner, sharper jaws, delicate Mm. jawline. Yeah. No, it's interesting because a lot of these features, like, you know, bigger eyes, sharper nose, they're all very westernized, and Mm. it's actually not a very common feature among Asians. That's true, especially because, you know, Asians have these sort of monoliths and very different um, facial features. So just going off of that, growing up, did you guys realize that a lot of these features were white? Um, I actually didn't realize until when I got here. Hmm? 
because I guess they're just so ingrained into yeah. our friend group and media. Media? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Definitely. And we definitely consume a lot of Western media growing up. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's also a lot of people who kind of like admire those people who are like half white. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of these people are cast into like our sinetron. Mm. Um, yeah. Soap operas. Soap operas, soap yeah. operas. Yeah. And people think that you're successful if you marry a bule. Or like a white person yeah. in Indonesia. What that's do you think that's about? Yeah, maybe it's not just the aesthetics. Maybe there's something else. I do think that it comes from our history of being colonized mm. by a Western country. Yeah. So that people still feel that these countries are more... It developed? Advanced. Developed, yeah. yeah. Advanced in some way. C- civilized. Civilized. <laughs> I love it, civilized. darling. <laughs> civilized yeah but that's true it's not just the aesthetic feature right there's mm. like a certain social aspect to it yeah. Yeah, yeah i agree so the aesthetic aspect of beauty ideals i like you said karina they don't always exist in a vacuum right but even though we recognize that it's becoming harder and harder to escape these aesthetics because of you know social media mm. dating apps all of these things that judge people based on face value Yeah, and there's also this pressure of, you know, being naturally beautiful. So you can't even just be, like, beautiful because you put in effort. You have to be, like, gorgeous by nature. And Mm. that's just not realistic. And we know that. We know that, exactly. Yeah, we still suffer from the pressure of being naturally beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So just leading on to that, I kind of want to talk a bit about the psychology of beauty ideals. So why do you think we're so obsessed with beauty and aesthetics, even though... You know, we know that it's fake. We know that it's not real. Mm-hmm. We know that our, our value is not just in that. Yeah. So obviously, I am no social scientist. I am a STEM <laughs> student right here. Represent. <laughs> yep. But uh, I've been reading that there is this thing postulated by Festinger. And he's the one that produced a social comparison theory. Oh, interesting. He says, yeah. He said that humans are built to constantly be in a state of self-evaluation okay. and in the absence of an objective standard, for right. example, in terms of beauty, humans um, tend to compare ourselves to others okay. to see how we are doing and maybe self-evaluate and see how we can improve in the future. Interesting. I thought that was really interesting. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is we do compare ourselves, but then in terms of beauty itself, we compare ourselves to these standards are portrayed that are not even real you know yeah yeah, like the fact uh, that a lot of the photos online are edited and Mm. you know these celebrities they're probably not the norm you know like yeah they they are beautiful yes but like the point of being like people are so not okay at being mediocre and that's Mm. so weird because like by definition average means most people right like why are we so (laughs) why are we so not okay being like most people you know there's this obsession of being above average right Mm. Or maybe people think that that is the average right now because everyone is seeing it Ooh, on social media. Interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting way to think about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So following up from that, I, I found a really interesting um, study that said that when people consume Fitspiration videos, Fitspo, Fitspo, <laughs> Fitspo <laughs> or like skinny girls uh, or guys doing exercise yeah. and looking beautiful while doing exercise mm-hmm. that makes people feel the worst like worse than looking at just pretty girls yeah no that's interesting because there's this huge obsession of being fit it's as mm-hmm. though that mm-hmm. if you're not good at working out you're a failure 
Ooh, so maybe that that sort of shows a tie between beauty ideals and ethical ideals, like the the fact that you become a better person if you exercise and therefore look beautiful. Yeah, but I think so because exercising shows to society that you are a good person because you are aiming to improve yourself, better yourself, yeah. better yeah. yourself. You have your shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the and the rhetoric used in those kind of fitspo, uh, it's usually like be be the better version of yourself. Mm, you know, better grow, version. Glow up. This whole obsession with yeah. glow-up culture, right? Be the real you. Mm. So like now is not the real you. Mm. You have to work to get it. Mm. This reminds me of like when we did Chloe Ting workouts oh my God, over yes. lockdown. Because <laughs> <laughs> Chloe Ting promised us abs in two weeks. True. Where? <laughs> Where? <Please>. Show me. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's not even like just comparing ourselves to others. It's more about like if I don't do this, I'm not good enough for me. Yeah. Ooh. That's, so, that's true that hits man all right so we recognize that there are all these ingrained ideas of how we should act how we should exercise and look and it's not just related to our bodies but certain values too right mm. you know, success and yeah stuff it's like not that. just the physical aspect yeah and so one of the ways people have started to address this is in bring to light this sort of body positivity versus body neutrality debate. Mm, yeah, I think we're more familiar with body positivity, but mm-hmm. could you just, for listeners that don't know, explain what this means? Well, body positivity is the um, idea that all bodies, all shapes are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And yep. no matter what shape you're in, you should feel beautiful because all bodies are beautiful. Okay, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. And it's a great idea. What do you think? Yeah, and like we do recognize that this has been successful in promoting sort of a healthier view of your body. Like Definitely. there's a lot of yeah. brands like Fenty Beauty that oh, creates yeah. makeup oh. that suits, you know, like different skin color, yeah. different facial features, which which is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We recently watched the Fenty X Savage, Savage X Fenty yeah. fashion show. Fashion show and all of the plus size models and models um, with different body shapes, even men. Yeah, even All these lingerie yeah. shows. It's really good for representation and to normalize. And it feels really empowering, doesn't it? It does feel very Mm. empowering, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but we also do recognize it's very difficult for us to immediately shift the perspective about our bodies. Like, say, Mm. I don't like a certain part of my facial feature. I can't just immediately say, oh, I love it. It's just like a huge jump, right? It's not as easy as flipping a switch. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So in come this uh, sort of new concept that has been recently popularized Mm -hmm. called body neutrality Mm. and it's basically the idea of loving our body not because of its looks but recognizing that our body is there for function so like essentially you are okay with being neutral about how your body looks but then you love it for other reasons Mm. what Mm. do you think Karina? I think it's really important because basically bodies aren't meant to look pretty they're just meant to um be healthy and keep you alive yeah. and be like a vessel for you to do all your work here <laughs> on earth <laughs> and yeah i think it's a great step to bridge the gap between i hate my body to body positivity so just accepting basically mm. right do you have any experience with that um i've been inspired to take up yoga because oh, i really love it <laughs> i found all these people so cool that they can do all these handstands mm. headstands so yeah i've just been trying to hit all these poses yeah. but i did the one basic one which is like the crow pose Ooh. so we're getting there but <laughs> <Congratulations>. <laughs> it's a journey <laughs> 
Yeah, no, but I like that because I feel like, you know, pushing yourself to do things with your body also makes you more immune to criticisms about its looks. Oh, that's and, a great point. You know, like uh, I'm sure a lot of us has experienced this before. When after you come home from abroad, a lot of people comment about like, "Oh, you got fatter." Oh, you know? oh my and, god! And like these things aren't ill intent, but it definitely hits hard. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and like Sorry. I do feel that if I am able to do something with my body, say like I'm able to do the crow pose or something, that I'm like, mm. oh, it's okay because like. I don't like my body because of its looks, but mm. I'm proud of it for other reasons. So if yeah. you comment about it, like its physical aspect, then I'm fine with that. You know. Yeah. Just to follow up on your point about immunity to body criticisms, I remember reading about this movement about reclaiming the word fat. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard of it? No, just in passing. But like, please explain. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's this idea that. Um, the word fat is usually is traditionally seen as an insult. Say I meet you after a few months, and then you say, "Oh, I gained weight. I'm so fat." And then the natural response would be, "Oh no, you're not fat. You're you're, oh, you're beautiful. Yeah, you're not yeah, fat. yeah. Okay, like no, but sometimes it is a fact that people gain weight, and mm. fat shouldn't be considered like." just straight out bad you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it should be a descriptive word instead of an insult right exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and people tiptoe around it so much like mm. saying fat it's like like it's so non-pc to call people fat now like yeah. Yeah. you have to tiptoe around you have to say curve you have to say chubby uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah thick <laughs> thick exactly <laughs> yeah but i have seen the meme uh-huh. that was like oh i'm so fat and the other person replied oh you're so yeah, beautiful yeah. the girl replied bitch I didn't say I was ugly. I said I was fat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's yeah, so good. It's yeah, but I saw uh, Jamila Jamil's post recently okay. about um, obesity. And she was criticizing how society groups these people into one um, category and just assume that they are unfit, unhealthy, mm. and they need to change. Um, right. But in reality, I don't know, we might need to fact check this, but she claims that obese people are at higher risk because they have un- misdiagnosed or undiagnosed medical conditions that when they go to the doctor, the doctor just assumes that, oh, you're fat, so you're unhealthy and you're lazy and you don't take care of your body. And that takes away from any other issues within yes, your body. Yes, see, yes, yes. That's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Apparently, half of people who are higher BMI than normal uh-huh. are actually like normal have a normal metabolic rate oh my gosh so it's not that they're all right mm, so there's like unhealthy. other underlying issues mm. right. yeah. on that note then is it possible for me to want to change my body while promoting body neutrality like are those two exclusive <laughs> concepts well i think for in terms of like gym and fitness right you can still gym while you know having like a body neutrality or body positivity concept Mm. and it's quite an interesting point because I feel like a lot of people go to the gym to lose weight right and then they go through the cycle of like oh I work really hard for three weeks and I don't see results and Um. I'll just quit and then like they go back to that cycle and Mm. it's really unhealthy because you know it takes really long for you to see results in Mm. terms of like physical aesthetics whereas if you change your mindset and say okay my definition of success is not looks looks yeah. but mm-hmm. actually getting stronger yeah. Yeah. and i think this this is interesting because like for example w- when i was gymming myself i felt that 
when I changed my mindset, I was able to sort of like go longer oh. in this pro- in this journey yeah. because I see like oh I'm squatting like 30 kilograms today but like next week it's 40 kilograms so you like mm. see more progress mm. compared to yes. like visual, visual aspects and right. ironically that actually lets you work out in the longer term and achieve your original goal of ah. losing weight and I guess leading from that another idea we want to explore is the rethinking the way we praise people, mm, right? Interesting. Yeah, because I think it's kind of a no-brainer that when you first meet people that you haven't met in a while, you immediately go, oh, I love how you look. Or like, oh, I, uh, you lost weight. You, you changed that. your hair. I love it. I yeah, love or, or even on Instagram, when people comment praises, it's usually, oh, you look so pretty today. Yeah, like, the heart or, Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, you look gorgeous, you know? Mm-hmm. You look so hot. But it's very rare where they're like, oh, it's so cool that you're hiking this mountain or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll comment like that on your picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but I think without us knowing these sort of little tiny comments, they lead us to self objectify and place more value in how we look rather than you know other aspects Mm -hmm. and it might be particularly harmful for i think children or teenagers who don't really have access to other things that they their input is from what people tell them you know they place Mm -hmm. value in what people tell them are good yeah because i like the how people are getting more conscious about this Mm -hmm. so when they see a little girl they say don't just comment on their dress Mm -hmm. just say oh what are subjects are you like how is school or stuff like that you yeah. know like oh you're so smart or stuff like instead that instead of oh you look beautiful you yeah look because little girls do look pretty yeah <laughs> true. true so besides commenting on little girls um you know your nieces and nephews a lot of my friends i feel received comments from their moms from the older generation mm. about their looks and mm. for example they're going out on a date with their boyfriend and the mom can be like are you going out like that? Can you put on some makeup, please? Oh my that oh actually God. happens. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Right. So maybe she's used to that kind of ingrained um, mm. value, intrinsic value that's put on beauty. So she channels it to the daughter. Yeah. And that can be really toxic, I think. Um, and there are also other parents who set their kids, like, diet. Yeah, diet plan. <laughs> yeah, so they get diet. They actually diet. make their kids go on a diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is from a young age, like, mm-hmm. like pre-pubescent right yeah so if someone offers this uh person some food for example they're like the parents will be like no (laughs) really you tell them not to eat yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's so weird because like i don't know in asian culture refusing gifts or like i guess food (laughs) from others is rude so they're willing to do that just to make their kids skinny basically they're going to go they're willing to go to that (laughs) extent yeah that's interesting that just shows how much our society places value on beauty, especially mm. for women, yeah. and we internalize it, right? Yeah, we totally do. Yeah, and that's why, you know, as a woman ourselves, we mm. have to like promote this idea that we are more than just how we look. Yeah, and we can do that by reminding people through praises that you know you're valuable outside just your vessel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And I I don't think it only applies to children because as humans, as social beings, you know, Mm -hmm. we crave praise to some extent. Mm. Like, we define value by what other people think is valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But actually, on the point of commenting on Instagram, there is uh, some good in commenting. Queen, 
were you go big. girl in mm-hmm. other people's photos like you skinny legend stuff like that <laughs> because um <laughs> sometimes girls can be very critical towards each other right like, yeah. we do gossip true. a lot we That's do true. i must say mm. And so maybe you follow up your comment with like, I love your personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's okay for us to praise mm. physical things, right. but mm. the point is about also praising things that are not physical. Mm. True. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember this one time in high school where I had like a close group of girlfriends, and one of them. Um, she gave me like a cute little uh, keychain that uh-huh. she made out of like little tiny beads and okay. it had like an attribute like a Aww. yeah <laughs> like this value that she said um, she really likes in me and so oh, that oh really God. made me feel warm and fuzzy <laughs> oh that's, that's really so nice. cute actually that just reminded me of something I don't know if you remember this but um, on my 17th birthday so Amanda and a group of friends gave me Aww. like two small bottles of um, notes <laughs> And yeah. one of the <laughs> bottles says 17 things we love. Mm. And I don't think any of the things there were physical. It was all like mm. values, like friendships. Mm. And that meant a lot more for me. Like, I still mm. have it in my room, by the Aww. way. Aww, <laughs> so, so cute, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Maybe normalize not just saying that for like birthdays. Not just saving lo- oh, those yeah, values yeah, on yeah, birthdays. Yeah. But like, I don't know, in everyday life. Saying the things that you respect and love about people. About your friends. Yeah. yeah. And so I think this just sort of shows this slow transition of um, social media and ideas between not just women, but like in the beauty industry. Industry. Yeah, away from, you know, unrealistic beauty standards, right? There's sort of this acceptance. But we need to realize also that we don't have to wait for them to promote better Mm -hmm. representation of body sizes. Exactly, we can change our mindset to not Yeah, that's true. I think there's a lot of pressure placed on celebrities to make this change. But we often forget how much influence we actually have on our friends. On our friends, for example, yeah. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, from this discussion, I realized that it, ultimately it's up to us to make ourselves feel confident, mm-hmm. change our mindset yeah. about our beauty standards and acknowledge all these internalized unrealistic standards. Right. And also that we have such a big influence on how our friends feel, how our family feels. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we talked about body neutrality, constructive praise, but there's mm. a lot of ideas out there that has been, you know, rising in the past, I don't know, like yeah, few yeah. years. And they, they are really amazing and promoting healthier, healthier relationships relationship. yeah, with yeah, their yeah, bodies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Thank you so much, Karina, for being here with us today. To share Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Yeah, so if any one of you guys have any thoughts or, you know, you want to comment or share your experience, struggles, um, or ways to address these, then we'd love to hear from you. Tell us where you, they can find us, Audrey. You can find us on Instagram at not so underscore model minority. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.